Before we get started with the show, uh, we are going to do a live stream of our next episode. So if you want to come join us uh, for the next episode, we're going to be doing this 3 p.m. our time on my Twitch channel. That's twitch.tv slash kitstifer. Uh, our time is Pacific time in the USA. For our common time zones that we've uh, looked up from our listener base, uh, that's 6 p.m. if you're Eastern time zone in the U.S. Uh, midnight if you're mainland Europe, uh, mo- most of mainland Europe. It is 11 p.m. if you are in the United Kingdom. Uh, and if you're in Eastern Australia, that's 8 a.m. So if you're kind of like mainland Asia, this might not be the best time for you, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully you'll enjoy the episode when it comes out eventually. Uh, but for now, enjoy this one. Have fun. Hello, everyone. I, too, have something to say at the start of the episode. And that is that we had a lot of strange issues while recording this episode. So sorry about that. Kit's mic, he's got a new mic. It wasn't working. So I think he like recorded with a different mic or something. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, my mic wasn't working very well. I have since fixed it. But I think, hopefully at least... Uh, but yeah, that was also weird. This is a lot of times when we like talked over each other, discord wasn't working very well. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a weird episode. I did my best. Anyway, enjoy. Hello. Kit, Kit Hi. Clement. That's Hello. Me. Or is it me? Vsauce noise. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> now that we're all, uh, you know, talking to each other through computers, how do you know anyone is anyone? Well, I mean, if you were just, like, a robot that sounded like you and was convincing enough, I'd be happy with that. I don't really need to talk to Kit. I just need to talk to something that, like, allows me to make dumb sounds with my voice on the internet. You just need someone to be a co-host. Yeah, doesn't it's, really matter it could, who it is. Honestly, like, we could replace you with, like, like a that was easy button or something. And it would be pretty much the same show. <laughs> oh man, we're really desperate for show ideas <laughs> in this, aren't we? That's gonna—that's actually gonna be a show. Yep, isn't that, it? that's making it in. Uh, hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Layer by Layer, um, a cubing podcast, ostensibly about Rubik's cubes, speed cubing, and occasionally slash often about other things, like, like easy buttons. buttons. I just read for the first time ever the little description that we have in the start of every episode in the in the show notes um incredible consistency no (laughs) um today is friday march 27th i had to wait for kit to finish typing the date andrew is an idiot wait hold on i wasn't supposed to read that part and it reads thing things that kit types into the show notes Discuss the show on Red. Oh, <laughs> you were a little late. <laughs> Discuss the show on Reddit. Hello.reddit.com slash Reddit slash layer by layer. Um, I expanded the abbreviations. Everyone knows Wait. that HTTPS is short for hello. Um <laughs> I didn't realize that we actually put layer by layer in the URL, but basically how <laughs> we announce good point. it. Uh, I didn't even realize we were smart enough to put sometimes, podcast name Sometimes in the URL. we do things right. The show's logo is by Sarah Cook, as still. Nope, sorry, Sarah Olson. Uh, still. <laughs> still Sarah Cook, apparently. <laughs> and and this is this is our show. That's it. I think we're done. Yeah. This is what we're left with. So these are weird times, Kit. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's it's was really funny. Actually, I don't often listen to our LBL episodes because I live them. <laughs> um, but I did actually listen mm-hmm. to the last episode uh, for a few reasons. One, just because I was very curious how it was all going to sound with four people on the same show. <laughs> uh, and it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> hopefully people enjoyed that. Um Generally, the comments I've seen on the subreddit have been mostly positive, which is good. Um, but uh, I can see how that would be a jarring. We, we also some. I posted uh, it on my YouTube channel, so it's possible there are some like new people listening, um, and in which case they got like ooh. a classic intro right there. Um. Yeah, <laughs> in the way that <laughs> yes. nothing is classic. So that that's a thing. Yeah this this uh, this this uh, this podcast is a thing.
That is the best, basically the best way we could describe it, and hopefully he'll enjoy the thing. The other reason I wanted to listen to it too, though, is just because it was uh, really interesting when we did talk about the whole coronavirus uh, topic in that episode. It was really interesting to sort of hear our thoughts on that particular day because that was such like a like uh, yeah. inflection point yeah. in the crisis. I feel uh, where everything just completely turned on its head like I, I feel like it might be one of the points where you look in life like around that day where like life before and life after uh yeah. look just so different like if we had recorded that that like a day or two later it would have been really different yeah which is the weird thing about that one uh <laughs> and why i felt very weird about a lot of the yeah. things that i said <laughs> about coronavirus in that episode just because it was a weird time where like everybody was suddenly learning how to understand and cope with it but, uh, yeah, let's let's not dawdle in these uh, affairs too much longer, because I'm sure most people listening to this podcast are here for uh, cubing things and, you know, something fun to listen to and not the <laughs> yeah. unfun things that well, are happening in the world. let's start then, like we always do, with follow-up. So, I wanted to talk about a couple things here. For one thing, we talked about Magic the Gathering on a previous episode. Just wanted to let you know how I've been feeling about that recently. You mentioned you mentioned that you didn't you like when you played you encountered kind of a toxic community that wasn't that fun to play with. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was toxic as it was just antisocial. Ah, okay. Yeah, it was just kind of too serious for its own good. I see. Yeah, I've so I've had kind of two different experiences. I've I mean obviously I haven't been getting to play that much now, but um in person at least. But I played at a couple of different game stores near me just for like some friday night magic stuff um i didn't go to any like tournaments or anything but just like normal friday night magic stuff and those seemed fine they were both fine one of them was um a lot friendlier than the other one so i guess it really just varies from place to place probably and like how the how the organization has it set up the bigger tournaments i'd imagine are probably more serious but then also they're more like convention like so i feel like there's probably also a lot of other stuff going on on the sides that would so it's like, oh, you have serious time, but also fun time? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the one event I went to was just, it, it wasn't a Friday Night Magic. It was like a weekend, uh, I think, sealed format. It was sealed or draft, I can't remember exactly. Mm. And I don't know, just, it seemed like everyone there was taking it way too seriously. I don't know if I just got unlucky with the people that I got matched I, with. It might have also been like, if you went on a, I don't know if you went to like, like, there are certain events that I'm sure would attract more serious play, like, if you're doing, like, a pre-release event. Um, yeah, it wasn't a know. pre-release. It was just kind of a generic huh. one. I don't know, then. Yeah, I could have just been unlucky on the night or the place. Um, but, yeah, definitely definitely one of the places I went to, it seemed, like, super friendly. Um, I had lots of people who were playing games, and they, like, didn't take them too seriously, and they were like, yeah, it's your first time, like, actually playing in real life, so they let me, like, <laughs> change stuff if I made mistakes and stuff like that. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so that, that was pretty nice. Um, yeah, one thing I've been really thinking about trying to get together too is um, I, I don't know how possible it is, but I imagine it has to be possible um, to do a, like a draft on Tabletop Simulator. I there are other sites that allow you to do drafts. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I believe so. Because hmm. I don't know, I've definitely wanted to do one for a while, and now that uh, you know, I'm not really going to be uh, <laughs> seeing people outside too much. Uh, I was just trying to think of like ways it could be done, and I imagine that you know if you um, like randomize the packs, yeah, pretty, <laughs> so had some way to randomize packs and put them into Tabletop Simulator that you mm. could just simulate a draft and then play games through that. Yeah, I'm sure you could do that, but I think there are other there are other um, services that are like specifically made for playing trading card games online that would work even better for that. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Well. So I'm sure we could figure something out for that. I've been streaming a little bit of Magic, um, playing oh, okay. Magic on MTG Arena, which... Yeah, that's a paid service, right? No, MTG Arena is free to play, but you can like pay for stuff if you want. But if you're good enough, you can just win enough back after each um, after each thing to keep playing. We've been doing for a little while now. Um, I don't expect that to last because like you know the game has so much variance that you probably can't keep that up for long, but I've been doing pretty well. <laughs> Yeah, um, that I imagine you rank up and play harder opponents eventually too. Yeah, that's true. Definitely true. But yeah, so I've been doing that for a little bit. That's going all right. And there's also MTG Online, which is a paid thing. 
Um, although it's mm -hmm. better than Arena because you can actually draft against real people rather than ag against bots. But I'm not doing that because I don't want to pay for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to give my thoughts on like the community that I've interacted with so far and you know compare it to the keeping community, and it didn't seem too different so far. Well, in a year and a half, I hope for an update. You got it. <laughs> uh, the other ish thing we wanted to follow up on was a very informative uh, subreddit post with a lot of interesting stuff. Yeah. From Toppets. Yeah. Uh, or Top Pit. <laughs> I don't know how. That sounded even like weirder on my end because Discord like freaked out when you did that. <laughs> you like turned into a robot in the middle of it. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce three P's in a row other than just, like, really just <laughs> over and over. Uh, but uh, Toppets uh, made a very interesting post on a couple fronts here about uh, parody and about cubography. Yes, so Toppets is a one of the moderators of the R-Cubers subreddit. Let's see, I'm just going to kind of go through, I guess, his comment. Yeah, I think the main thing is that, like, they basically created rules for the subreddit yeah. that spawned cubography. yeah. Or, well, I don't know, at least the term cubography, right? Like, because people were doing that kind of stuff before then. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure the, the, putting a term to it made it yeah, a thing, too, to yeah. some extent, I'd imagine. Um, so let, let me, I'm just going to read through this, and when I find something to respond to, I will bring it up. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they started talking about parody and how they started writing, like, a wiki article about parody and then put it in the sidebar and stuff of the Cuber subreddit, but people still post about it because nobody reads <laughs> so i i did want to talk with you actually about parody and just like go over it another time and like oh boy <laughs> just just real quick like what is parody and then like see if we can give like a really clear concise definition well mathematically it's just anything that can be categorized into an even and odd state right that's yeah. all it is generally the way parody is counted is like or the evenness and oddness of a cube state is determined is by the number of swaps of two pieces that are needed to be made and if there's an odd number that needs to be made then that is a parity state yep so the reason this is this comes up is because a three by three in itself globally has no parity and i say globally because like there's a blind parity and that's because that arises from certain piece types having an odd state uh but globally the three by three in its own can never be in a an odd parity state just because every turn does an even permutation of pieces yeah on even layered puzzles you can't have actual parity states um that is not true okay wait hold on <laughs> a slice move on a five by five does a four cycle of wins. okay wait so you can have actual parity on things that are bigger than three by three <laughs> yeah so a five by five super cube has no parity. okay because um, uh, the, the reason 5x5 five five can have parity is because of similar pieces. And this, this also gets into what um, Toppets was talking about with visually deceiving puzzle states. Yes. Um, which is like, you can have this kind of thing happen on a 3x3 three three where, or not a 3x3, three three, but a 3x3 three three shape mod or a sticker mod, where if you can swap two pieces without knowing that they're swapped or rotate two pieces that are, without knowing that they're rotated, then it right. can give you a state that looks like an impossible state on a 3x3, three three, but really it's just caused by those pieces being swapped. Or flipped in place or something. For example, like a Fisher cube has four edges that have no orientation. Yeah, and, and if you go with that as being not actually parity, then isn't that sort of the same thing as 5x5? Five five? And you could say that 5x5 five five doesn't actually have parity because it's the same thing where it's just generic pieces being swapped with one another? Well, it's, it's, what's interesting about comparing the two is that the, this, in, on like a Fisher cube, it's localized to the pieces themselves. Um, like it does cause issues with other similar piece types, like, because um, there's the four unorientable edges and then the eight edges that have an orientation. And if you happen to put an, an unorientable edge in the wrong way, this will affect an orientable edge. Right. So, but doesn't 5x5 five five have like the same thing where if you put a uh, one of your center pieces into the spot if you swap two center pieces it affects the swap of two pieces that you can notice the that they're swapped not quite because um it's a different piece type that affects like the wing parity on five by five uh because okay. um like 
so when you do like a slice move R, you were doing four different cycles of four pieces. Two of them are X center cycles, one is a plus center cycle, and then a wing cycle. Okay. Wings are all identifiable. They have only one position they can be in, but all of the centers have four. Meaning that uh, if, say, you have a scrambled cube and you do a slice move that cycles, like, uh, two plus centers, like, puts, like, a blue plus center into a place that's another blue plus center, um, you could actually see this as that center being fixed, and then you're doing not a four cycle, but a three cycle Mm -hmm. of plus centers. And as a result, that affects the parity of the puzzle. Um, because a three cycle is even, and if all of the other ones are full cycles with un, uh, all indistinguishable pieces, then you've done an odd parity state. Um, but it doesn't really matter on the centers because it's very easy to basically swap two centers, which in reality you're swapping three, but just two of them <laughs> are interchangeable. So, uh, but where it comes up typically in the solve is when you get to wings, because those are have to be in one particular place. Um, but if you have a if you do the centers in a way such that it screws that up, then you have to switch two wings. So, if you had, let's say you had a really dumb three by three sticker mod, where you put all the edges were just mm-hmm. one color, uh, and like were stickered normally. Did you say a five by five? Uh, a three by three. A oh, three by three. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So say you have a three by three. All of the edges are just one color. Okay. All of the corners are stickered normally. Would doing a turn on that 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 could create a parity state where you don't know that two edges are swapped, and that affects how the corners appear to be swapped. <laughs> Wait, I'm really confused about what this puzzle even looks like. Uh, okay, all so, of the edges so it, have the same it's, color. It's basically it's basically a two by two. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is like, is this not just a two by two with centers? Yes. So I guess this is just a two by two. I mean, if you and interpret a J perm on two by two as parity, then yes, it has parity. But that's kind of what it is, though, right? Isn't that kind of the same as like five by five parity? Well, if the, the the thing is, you're basically eliminating an entire set of pieces on five by five. They aren't eliminated. They're still part of the solving process. I see. I see. So. But maybe you maybe you could do it then if you had like three colors total for the edges instead of six, and like I don't know there's yeah. ways that you could swap pieces without noticing. Yeah, so I mean, if we go back to the idea of a Fisher cube, uh, where there's like this or there's no permutation issues, like every piece has a clear location. It's just some of them don't have a clear orientation. There's like a there's like secret uh, like orientations for for those pieces. And you have to just get an even number of them correct, basically. Yeah. Because if you do that, then that'll keep the puzzle in even, uh, orient- basically in an even orientation uh, for the rest of the edges. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I was connecting this to 5x5. Five five. I mean, I guess, um, I guess what I'm trying to say is that the reason that 3x3 three three and 5x5 five five are different is because 3x3 three three is an orientation parity, which only affects orientation of the same piece types, whereas if it's a permutation parity, it can affect other piece types. It seems. Yeah, and I mean, you you could create those, say, like um, a three color cube where the opposite colors are the same, and then now you have permutation issues. Yeah, I guess like a void cube is kind of the same thing. So the weird thing about void cube is that uh, this it's basically the the problem is hidden centers, which makes it weird to think about because on a three by three we don't normally think about the permutation yeah. of the centers. Um, but what you can think about is taking all of the pieces and just rotating the center and edge core around the, the mm-hmm. centers. And if you do this, or even better, just think about like a slice move. Like if you were to do like a slice move to adjust the centers, but then now to undo them, try to move the edges back into place without moving the centers, that would take a four cycle of edges and a four cycle is odd because a four cycle takes three two swaps. <laughs> That's also part of why this whole thing's so confusing because cycles and parity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if 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 it's an e- if you call it an like a n cycle where n is even, that's an odd yeah. permutation, and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> like two cycles are odd, three cycles are even. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, but yes, that is true because. It's not how many pieces you're cycling, but the number of two cycles it yeah. takes. <laughs> so a two cycle takes one two cycle. <laughs> yeah. 
right, therefore yes. on. <laughs> um, so yeah, with Void Cube, it's weird because the parity is caused by just not knowing where the centers on the cube are, which uh, I guess is somewhat similar to like a three-color cube. Yeah, or similar to a 5x5 five five word. I think, at least. I mean, it's a little different, but... Yeah, it's a little different. I, I think the Void Cube is most similar to yeah. a 5x5 five five, um, in terms of parity, because it's another piece type centers causing a parity of another piece edges after already putting other pieces into place. I don't know, to, to talk about like the example that uh, Toppets gave about the Fisher Cube orientation parity, um, in, its, in its root, to me, that seems still mathematically like a parity because there's some evenness and oddness of the state depending on how many of the unorientable edges are flipped secretly um so while it doesn't feel like sort of a cubing parity and that it's related to the um like the way you've restricted building the puzzle like it does like on a four or five for example it's i think it's still technically a parity myself yeah yeah i think so too i think that actually like maybe at like the root of it like maybe you could if you dig down far enough find that most of the things that people call parodies are somehow parodies i'm sure yes. there are also lots of things that aren't but i feel like if you look hard enough like there's the cube is just so inherently like it has so many things that could be even or odd mm -hmm. that many states can be defined as a parody state depending on what you're counting totally Except if you're looking at any form of Pyraminx. Pyraminx is all three cycles. It's always even. Stop calling things on Pyraminx parity. <laughs> yes, that is that is true. Master Pyraminx, Professor Pyraminx, I don't care. There's no parity on it. <laughs> it it's just there's nothing there that is parity. What uh, about what about tips? Tip parity? Yeah, is there tip parity? Uh I mean, parity implies even and odd, and there are three states of a tip, so that mm. doesn't quite work. <laughs> <laughs> what about just the number of tips that have been messed up? Can you have tip parity if, like, you have one one bad tip? I mean, you have two hands, so maybe, like, solving two tips is, like, ergonomically better. Therefore, if you have to solve <laughs> an odd number, it's harder. That makes no sense. I take everything back. <laughs> <laughs> all right okay so that's parody yeah uh does it make sense good all right nope <laughs> cubography the top it says the mass posting of really boring cubography posts is kind of my fault well not entirely <laughs> and obviously that was never that was really never the intention but a little bit my fault uh so um apparently i'm a little bit late on this i don't know i feel like i still notice it a lot um, but the, they have apparently established some new rules regarding pictures of cubes that help a bit. And they are very active about taking down boring pictures of cubes that are just like against their rules. Let me see if I can find the exact rules here. You can have one such post every seven days, um, of quote unquote cubography. You have to have some kind of artistic feature. It must have a meaningful title. Um, and it says that judgment of artistic effort and post quality is ultimately at the moderator's discretion. Those are good rules. That's that's a, that's a good way to keep this stuff in check because there are occasionally interesting pictures of cubes. Yeah, I don't know though. It's uh, it's it's it's. I guess it's, it's always really challenging because um, cubing is not made for like Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really the problem is that Reddit is made for like new things that don't stick around very long like it's very uh natural for like n any news or uh anything that has sort of like new happenings coming up repetitively and something that's like always new and interesting to look at yeah and cubing just moves too slow for reddit like <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know, it's just the, the things that are so like in, that are interesting content to see on like a Reddit from the Cuban community would be things like new records or like uh, new puzzle designs. New, yeah, like, like if if something cool happens, then you get a lot of interesting discussion on Reddit. Yeah, absolutely. So if the the problem is just that new and cool things in cubing don't happen frequently enough. Uh, and what often happens is that 
um, you know, you just get so much repetitive content. Either the type of repetitive content where the same new thing keeps getting posted in many different ways, or basic things that nobody really wants to see keep getting posted. And, I mean, that's what started the whole idea of a daily discussion thread on the cubing subreddit, was to sort of just keep the generic questions, stuff that isn't, like, new or interesting to the general audience of the subreddit, uh, but is of interest in just kind of a community sense. The problem is just that Reddit is not great at promoting community. It's great at promoting, like, what's new and interesting to look at individually, but it's not the best for, like, establishing a sense of community. Uh, yeah, I think part of the problem with the whole daily discussion thread thing is, like, I never think to post in it, and I don't think most people do. Yeah, that's the issue. And I think that it's also just really un... I mean... It's as clear as it can possibly be, like, yeah. what does and doesn't go in there, but it's also sometimes, like, just the line between what is repetitive content and interesting content is very blurry. Yeah. Um, and, I don't know, like, I, I report posts pretty frequently on the subreddit for being uh, repetitive content, and sometimes I just see stuff and I'm like, I don't know, does that count? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. It's it's a it's a challenging uh, place to moderate, just because you know it's you know it, I think I think some people justifiably feel like well, what content is left for me on Reddit? Like if you're going to force so much into the daily discussion thread, like what's going to be on here? And that's valid because just not a lot of new stuff happens in cubing regularly, unless it's a weekend with competitions and you know there are world records being set, or if you know new cubes came out or some like you know prominent cuber gets a world best in something like yeah. i don't know <laughs> it's I, I think it's just uh, trying to put cubing on reddit is almost an impossible task to begin with yeah that makes sense um there was one more part of Toppet's thing that we should respond to which is something that came up from a lot of people which is uh talking about us having guests on the last episode which was a cool thing to do um yeah I I think we have agreed that we don't want to have guests on here all the time, but we're open to doing it occasionally. Uh, and specifically, we've come up with this kind of game show format where every once in a while, we haven't exactly decided how often yet, where you can have some guests on, do some kind of cubing-related game show with them, like the multi-blind attempts that we did with Graham and Mark. Yeah, basically, I think that what we want to try to do is... Uh by having sort of this game show format, we're allowed to kind of keep the same, uh, like, maybe not the same format for the show when we bring on guests, but at least keep the same sort of chemistry where Andrew and I are, you know, just being the general silly podcasters that yeah. we are <laughs> and doing just, you know, unstructured, random, goofy things for an hour. Because um, <laughs> that's kind of what we're in it for. Um, but the... Um, you know, if we just bring someone on to, like, talk about topics with us, that can really bring, like, a big unknown as to how the episode will go. Yeah, like, like normally, if, if a podcast is going to have a lot of guests, it's often, like, an interview kind of format, but we don't want to do that. Right. Just just because we don't. I don't know. I don't <laughs> um Right. Like, I think the, the, the podcast we've built up so far is not, like, an interview episode. We, we need to bring other people on to be interesting. Like, I don't want to sound self like conceded or anything here but i think andrew and i are plenty interesting on our own that's right? that's right at least one half of this podcast <laughs> is mm, won't say which half whoa <laughs> fighting words andrew. uh so that was easy the... <laughs> <laughs> um ouch um but anyways um yeah, so we, we we really liked this idea of the game show format because we have had a lot of listeners that want us to bring on guests, uh, and we've just been wary of we've been wary of the idea for a while, and we think that doing this sort of you know this guest format where they get to be sort of part of something rather than like we rely on them to add to our chemistry, um, kind of helps to sort of balance the need of like keeping the show somewhat coherent with the other episodes, but also to you know, bring on some other guests and have some variety as well. Yeah, that's that's about... I, I agree with all of those things. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, good, because uh, you can't agree with an easy button. Uh, yes, I can. That that was definitely... Thank you, button. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't agree back easy. with you. <laughs> but yeah, so basically... I mean, I guess you could say that was easy. Press the button and it... <laughs> It, it agrees yeah, with you. Sure does. Sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically, we'll probably have more guests on at some point, but only to like do a specific thing, not to just talk with us as guests. Yeah, I think I, I think that's the smartest uh, solution going forward for bringing people on. All right. Well, thanks for the great top. Ta- great for the great for the thanks. Oh, thanks for the great. <laughs> thanks for the great top. Oh my god. Are you, like, word vomiting, or are you, like, actually hiccuping? I'm trying to say, thanks for the great comment, Toppets, but there was too many words that sounded similar. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for the top greatment, (laughs) Comets. Ah. (laughs) Thank you for the great comment, Toppets, and thanks for moderating our cubers. You're doing good work. You're doing great work. Doing an impossible job. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, have you seen this flowchart? It's so good. Oh my, this is this is stressful. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about this. Well, should should we should like uh, we run through this flowchart ourselves? Yeah, let me let me find it again. <laughs> flowchart time. So this is a flowchart by Dobai Dabai. Uh, and it's titled, this is from the Cuber subreddit, so this is just proof that the Cuber subreddit does have some value. Um, (laughs) this is a flowchart that says, what cube should I get? Yeah, which cube should you buy? Yeah, which cube should you buy? Although it's not just about cubes. No, there are other shapes. Uh, so Kit, do you (laughs) want to find out which cube you should buy? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, are you a collector or a speed solver? I mean, I guess speed solver. Okay, do you have a 3x3? Yes. Okay, so you're buying another puzzle. Um, is it cube? Sh- do you want something cube shaped? Um, sure. Yes. Yes. Okay. Hold on. This is. R- okay. Here we go. Um, do you want it to be similar to the Rubik's cube? Um, nah. Should it be easy to solve? Nah. Um. Okay. Cool. You're gonna get a square one. Oh, I was kind of hoping there'd be more branches to like get non-WCA puzzles in here. Well, you said you're a speed solver, so... Yeah, but can, I can speed solve non-WCA puzzles. That's true, but why don't we go down the the non, the non collector path? All that right, has more sure, branches, sure. I think. Okay, All let's right. try the collector path. So you're a collector. No, assuming you have yes. a three, I'm, I'm assuming you have a three by three, so you're buying another puzzle. Is it similar to the Rubik's Cube? All right, we'll go no, since I did now last time. Is it any other puzzle? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, this should be yes because, like, there's similarities to all puzzles. <laughs> like, all puzzles have some similar elements, like twisty puzzle wise. Answer from one the puzzle question, Kit. <laughs> I, 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 I object to this question. Um. So I'll take that as a no. You want it to be not similar to any other puzzle. Should it be hard? <laughs> Great. All right. We will go down the impossible path. Uh, yes, it should be hard. Okay. Should it be weird? Yes. Do you want to suffer? Yes. Are you sure? You can yes. either say hurt me or maybe. Uh, just go maybe, I guess. All right. Uh, you get the clover cube. Oh, clover cube. I like that cube. That doesn't seem that bad. Is that the one I think it is? Yeah, I, I have a clover cube. So this this doesn't work. I already own it. Okay. Then let's get you something else. Um, okay. Do you want... Do, are you? How about... So you want to suffer? Yeah, I'll suffer. Are you sure? Should I hurt you this time? I guess hurt me. All right. Clover icosahedron. Ew. What's that? Uh, and then if you... If, you have one option after this, which is to say, no, really hurt me. Oh, my God. I just Google image, like, what this thing is, and I do not. 
wish this upon anyone. <laughs> uh, do you want uh, Do you want to go to the option that says no really hurt me? I mean, I'm just curious what it even is. What is the really hurt me option? Wandering Tutminx. Oh, God. I've seen an image of this before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No thanks. Oh, man. <laughs> that does look, like, physically painful to use. <laughs> yeah, it has, like, pieces that are, like, floating on top <laughs> of a puzzle. Huh. That's really weird. Yeah, no thanks. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I see what no really hurt me means. Here. <laughs> Clover icosahedron looks like an interesting, very difficult, weird puzzle. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, it looks like you can turn the edges of the ico like, but like partial edges of the icosahedron. Yeah, so I'm gonna assume people have seen a clover cube because those aren't that crazy. I don't know. Look it up if yeah. you haven't. Uh, a clover icosahedron. I can't even, like, it's hard to even parse visually how this turns. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm guessing, it is it, is it similar to a clover cube I, in terms probably. of turning? I just don't see how it even is similar to a clover cube. I don't know. I'm watching a video of it being scrambled. Okay, so you can turn, like, oh my god, everywhere you see a circle on the cube, you can turn. Yes. Yeah, that, that much I gathered. Can you turn anything else? Well, it se the thing, too, is it seems like the things you're turning around the circles, like, the edges are all of, like, different size, too. Yeah, it, it shapeshifts. This is nothing that I want to be a part of. <laughs> it doesn't actually look like the solve would be that bad, though, to be honest. Yeah, I guess not. Because most, most of it is just, like, you turn something, you then move it out of the way, and then you turn it back. Like, yeah, because the whole thing looks like it's, like, you can do really easy commutators, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it does remind me a little bit of, like, a clover cube, but it, 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 I, <laughs> I don't see, like, the way how the pieces would jumble like a clover cube would. That's the part I'm having a harder it's, it's time It's really seeing. weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess there's, like, that, that, there's, like, a fat edge on it. Like, every, yeah. what, like, in the solve state, every circle has, like, fat edges. Yeah. And I guess that's the jumbling is that like some pieces like the fat edge will be in a weird mm -hmm. place. Well, yeah. Do you want to go down another path? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right, collector or speed solver? I guess we're doing collector because I don't. Yeah, want collector it. I think is more interesting. Yeah, I don't want to get any WCA puzzles because I literally have them all. Yeah. <laughs> do you want it to be similar to the Rubik's cube? We'll just say yes this time. Um, where does this go? This is a hard to follow flowchart god you chose the longest path all right uh looks the same or solves the same hmm. you can either say both looks the same or solves the same how about just looks the same okay does it have to be a cube yes do you like variety yes are you trying to impress no not really the Diane MF8 Crazy 3x3 series. Diane MF8 Crazy 3x3. It's got like a circle in it. Huh. Oh, I've seen these before. Yeah, I feel like I've seen them before too. I saw these like a long time ago when I was like first starting cubing and just like trying to like find weird puzzles to own. It, lo it looks like it is a 3x3 mostly, but then like the set, the, you can like rotate the middle piece yeah. on its own. Something like that. I don't. I don't see how it could do anything else. It, it's just weird because it like I don't know how you would actually turn that part. I guess like you could like pinch it down to like only rotate the outer block or something. I have a puzzle that's pretty similar. Um, my parents they were in I don't know somewhere I forget where, but they found like a store that had like tons of cubes in it. It was in Europe somewhere, and they got me some some thing that's like a three by three with a pentagram in a circle in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that and, uh, that you can just, like, rotate the circle pentagram? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd imagine yeah, that's this like, is that's similar? That's a G puzzle, I think. Oh, okay. I'm not sure, though. I would imagine this is similar, though. Okay, well, that's interesting, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is a very... I don't know, I'm just... I'm looking through the, the, the chart now, and it's definitely... Definitely there's a lot going on here. Um, I mean, that, that makes sense. That, that, like, fit exactly what you were 
asking for there. Looks like a yeah, three by three. Did. Looks the same. It's a cube. And it's not very impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see. What are some know, what are some weird things you can get to? An eight by eight kilominx? Um Okay. I don't know what that even means. Well, it, it's something in between the seven by seven and nine by nine megaminxes, whatever those are, because I can't think right now. Uh, mega giga. Terra. Um, yeah, Terra and Pega. Yeah. Whatever's in between those <laughs> two, <laughs> because we apparently screwed uh, we screwed ourselves on <laughs> megaminx naming schemes when we decided to go from mega to giga from three yeah. to five. <laughs> Um, you can get to the, it's another weird one. Um, what is the insanity cube? Um, that, how do you get to that? You get to that by going, uh, similar to any other puzzle. No. Should it be hard? Yes. Should it be weird? No. Should it make sense? No. Should it be symmetrical? No. Then you get to the insanity cube. Yeah. Which is, oh yeah, it's an asymmetrical, weird, hard puzzle. Yeah, it just kind of looks like a ghost cube, like, like kind of had a fun time with like a square <laughs> one or something, and just made this thing. Because I I can't even tell if that's like a three by. It doesn't seem like it is a three by three in any way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it gives me ghost cube vibes, but I can't tell what the underlying structure even is. Yeah. Well, hey, this is a um. This is a cool flowchart. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, Have fun with it. Yeah, you can check it out if you would like to. So, Andrew, the uh, first ever uh, quarantine competition will be happening tomorrow. Well, I guess not the first ever. That's right. I know very little about it. Yeah, it isn't the first ever. I think some other countries have done similar things. This This is one is definitely taken off more than any other one has, for better or worse. Um... I think current or at, when registration closed yesterday, that they had like four thousand six hundred people signed up for it. Nice. Um, which that's a high number. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's basically this competition that they're going to do centrally on a live stream on Cubing USA. Yeah. And basically, you all compete in events simultaneously with others. Okay. From what I understand, it's like when an event hits on the schedule, you have like half an hour or so to like just do your solves on your own at home. They release the scrambles at that time, and you have to submit your times like with, like by like the end of the round or something like that. Mm-hmm. If you want to be eligible for finals or podium, you have to submit a video like unedited with you, know, you opening scrambles, doing them, submitting them, that sort of deal. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. It seems interesting. The, um, yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, it doesn't really appeal to me that much. Not just because. And not really for me either. I'm gonna do it just because I'm interested in how it's gonna go tomorrow. But um, I don't know. It, it's it. I think that it. You definitely lose the tight knit sense of community that you would get at a normal competition. Yeah, like I hardly go to competitions to compete anymore. Like. In FMC, I guess a little bit, and one-handed a little bit, and three by three a little bit, but like it's mostly just hang out with my friends. Exactly, and yeah. So I, I don't get that out of this, and also for competing in those things, like I'm obviously not the best at any of those things. So yeah, if you look at the psych sheet for this competition, it's absolute insanity. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I have no chance to do well at anything, and I'm not going to see my friends. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so one one thing, though, that I did wonder, just given the general popularity of this, like, this was designed to be, like, a USA-specific competition by how it was scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the first event starts at, uh, if you're mainland US, it starts somewhere between um, 8.30 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. So, like, the schedule is definitely made for US people, but, like, worldwide, there's tons of people that have signed up. Yeah. Regardless of their time zone. Um, which is interesting to me to sh- see how popular an idea like this is. And one thing I've been really curious about is, like, you know, even when quarantining for coronavirus ends, 
Do you see competitions like this still happening? And if so, do you think that this could replace for many the W like it physical in person WCA competitions? Okay. Um well, I got to say that I, first of all, I don't think it could replace physical in person competitions. Um but I agree personally for me, but I'm wondering generally if I, it could. I don't I don't think so. Like it, it just doesn't. It seems like you lose a lot, and I think that over time people will realize that. Um, yeah, I mean, the thing is though, is I wonder how many people though. So like, let's say that here, just keep the keep this thought experiment in mind. Yeah. Um, first, there's a ton of people who are signed up for this that have never competed before. Um, maybe these people don't have the means to travel to competitions. They don't have competitions close enough to them to travel to. Their parents won't let them or take them to go to competitions, even if they are relatively close by. Um, like, I guess what I'm what I'm trying to like think about here is like there, this might be reaching to a larger group of people. Um, and then you also consider people like I mean, there's plenty of people I know that you know going to Cuban competitions is a scary endeavor, especially like if you're antisocial or just like are afraid of you know like going to see other people. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't think that competitions are for you because, you know, you're not into, the like, traveling or into, you know, meeting other people that share the same thing as you. And, like, the thing is, there were a lot of those people that, you know, decided to go to a competition. And, like, I can think of many people who have just, like, changed so much personality-wise because they went to a competition. And I wonder if, if these kinds of competitions exist long-term... Do WCA competitions lose that, like, overlap of group of people that are not, like, the most outgoing socially and might just stick to these online competitions and think that, well, this is basically what a WCA competition will be like. So, you know, I'll either A, keep doing these, or B, say this isn't interesting enough for me to go to one in person. Hmm. That's, I guess, what I wonder. And it might be a bit of an overreaction, but it is like a... When you think about the type of people who get into cubing, I could see there being people, if both options existed, an in-person and an online-only competition, where people would say, you know, nah, I don't want to go to the in-person one. It's easier to do this online one, and, you know, I don't want to necessarily interact with people face-to-face. I I guess that could happen for some people. I don't I don't know though. I just feel like those are the sort of, like if somebody does the online competition and is like, "Yep, this is what I want. This is good enough for me." They they like wouldn't be going to a normal competition anyway. And if they did I feel like they wouldn't like it? Like sure there are some people who aren't super social and then once they get to a competition like open up more and then get more into it. I think that's a lot of people. That I don't think that's I don't think that's a rare case. I think that a lot of people in our community, like the ones that have especially stayed around a long time, like I mean, have you seen a lot of the stuff like of Chris Olson as a, a cuber like over like ten yeah. years ago or yeah. more? Like that's not he is not like a a I mean obviously he's he has he's a very unique case in terms of like where his trajectory went, but. I don't think that the, just the trajectory of being shy, antisocial, and not willing to, like, you know, make friends at a, even in a place where you have, like, a common interest. Like, I think that that is actually a large part of the Cuban community. Yeah, you might be right. I feel like at least, so basically I think that if anybody's been to a competition before, yeah, then this won't replace anything for them. I agree. But for people who haven't been to a competition. Yes, I guess you could be right in that it could either turn them off of competitions entirely or they won't want to go to a competition. Yeah, I guess that's that's kind of what I'm thinking, is that somehow, like, will quarantine competitions, like, make Hubers not want to go to an in-person one? And I think that... It, I agree that, like, people who have already been to one and are, are, are at least semi-active in the community, like... I don't know, some quit after a while for whatever reason, but a lot of people just will always keep going to in-person competitions. Yeah. And I mean, like, I think that part of it is, like, if the results are recorded officially, then, like, that's pro- that's a part of the the equation there. 
And so like if you're not recording the results officially, then I think that that's just a big like people will still want to go to in-person competitions so that they can get that official recording. Yeah. And I mean, th- these online competitions, though, like, especially depending on how long this quarantine lasts, I-, I could see there being like a database of competitions that are held online. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to last long enough for that. Uh, yeah. Just because like that-, that feels like it would take like on the order of years for that to really become a big thing otherwise you'd just be like oversaturated with competitions like if you're squeezing so many into a short time frame yeah i don't know i think that it could last at least a year i i don't know well i mean obviously we don't we aren't experts on this we don't know anything about how this is going to turn out and (laughs) judging by the last episode (laughs) Uh, um yeah but yeah i don't know i just i don't don't see it happening but i do after hearing you say that i i can see how you get to there and i could see it happening i just i don't think it will yeah i'm optimistic it won't either and i think that in some ways like online competitions in a non-corona world could be actually a gateway to get people to go to a real competition Mm -hmm. i don't know i it depends on the person obviously um and I think I'm taking, like, somewhat of a pessimistic viewpoint in that sense. Uh, because in some ways, like, people just could also see, like, that, you know, they want to... By doing, like, an online competition, it makes them want to go to a real one where you can get official results even more. Because um, the thing, too, is that, like, with these online competitions, there's no way to prevent people from cheating. So as, as much as these can get built up, like, the records are, like results from these competitions are never going to be seen as like true or official um i mean there could be to some extent if there is like very good you know video recordings of ever of and they only you know put people into the rankings if they've had a reviewed video kind of like how the speed running community does things where to be on like a leaderboard for a speed run you know, some of them, they require you to have a video of your run, someone reviews it, and then it goes up on the leaderboard. Um, but even then, from what I've seen with a lot of, like, speedrun leaderboards, is they really only review, like, the top ten runs at most. Yeah. And, like, if you're not in that, and, like, they might require you to have a video, but nobody looks at runs unless they're high up on the leaderboard. And I could see that being pretty true for, you know, like, the... If, if this if the cubing were to do like an online competition leaderboard with like video evidence that um they probably would review the videos of very high level solvers but like are they gonna check rank 2400 for <laughs> yeah. you know um did they use the scrambles and scramble accurately did they follow regulations you know all of that yeah, I I don't I don't know. Maybe it would I feel like it would be similar to the way unofficial world records are tracked today. Um world bests rather. Um <laughs> um which is like, yeah, you can if you get a world best in something, then people will try to validate it, but o- overall just not care that much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see I mean, we already have like, you know, groups on Facebook that are dedicated to like finding videos of WCA competitions and yeah. you know, trying to get their results changed when they don't follow regulations um and i can see that like with an online leaderboard like this that there would be you know if someone were to create an online leaderboard of these unofficial competitions and only rank them if they provide video i can see a lot of people just going down the rankings and like reviewing videos to see if they can disqualify (laughs) yeah um a fun new hobby for some people (laughs) yeah if (laughs) <laughs> if you if you're upset about there being no WCA competition uh videos to disqualify, here are some unofficial competition videos to disqualify. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely think that it's definitely an overreaction right now to say that these kind of competitions can replace the WCA, but um I really do wonder, like, once we're on the other side of this pandemic, what the WCA will look like in general. Yeah. I mean, not to bring it back to magic again, yeah. but I'm going to. Um, magic has a similar thing where there are people who play paper magic with paper cards, and then there are people who play online in like MTG Online and Arena. And there are some people who exclusively play MTG Online, 
I feel like that's different though because that has a built-in enforcement mechanism, which is like you can't cheat. The yeah. game system doesn't allow you to unless right. there's a glitch. Right. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, like I can't see how you could do a cubing competition remotely and ensure there's absolutely no cheating. But to be fair, yeah. I don't know how you could do an in-person competition as well and ensure there's no cheating. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm like, there's so many little things that don't that get missed at every competition that it's you know hard to say. If it really, if, 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 I don't know. I mean, obviously, if with an in-person competition, if everyone just did, like, 10% of the solves they normally did, and we made sure that, like, there were only, like, four or five trusted judges to judge everyone, then yes, we could assure, for the most part, that there is no cheating or no, you know, regulations breaching anywhere. Um, mm -hmm. But we obviously prefer more solves and, like, a little bit of laxness on officiating uh you know speaking of world bests though felix did one of those on 4x4 recently he did that I, was uh it was a while ago but yeah it was but it's all we have to talk about right now it's interesting <laughs> we only have world bests to talk about for a while that's very yeah. true um <laughs> sorry i'm such a debbie downer i keep bringing this back up all the time well but... hey you know what on the positive side if you have the world best in some obscure puzzle, let us know, and we probably won't talk about it, but maybe. <laughs> I want to see them Clover um, Cube world bests. I want Clover Icosahedron world bests. Yeah. Them Wandering Tutminx world bests. Okay. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, Felix did pretty good at 4x4, so I don't know. I guess he's practicing or something. He'll have a while to do so now. <laughs> That's true. And yeah, that is another thing, too, is I wonder... Um, <laughs> i sorry, keep bringing this back. But, uh, like, thinking about what competitions are going to look like on the other side of the pandemic, um, like, there's a lot of people in this community that have already sort of been on... Uh, like, you know, highly notable people that have, have kind of been on the way out of the community. Yeah. Um, Felix being one of them, um, given... That his just his competitive level is still very high, but it's definitely not as high as it once was. He's starting a new you know full time job now. Mm -hmm. You know Kevin's been out the door in and out the door like seven times now, um, and I don't know. There's there, there's definitely a lot of up up and comers, but I do wonder like who will be going to competitions when I I think it could go two different ways really. Like either a lot of people, um stop cubing because they don't have the competitions to go to but also i think a lot of people will get a lot better at cubing because now they don't have anything else to do <laughs> or as much yes. else to do yeah that is spending the, a lot of time at home and just kind of like i think the um there will be some wca cabin fever yeah where people are just like i really miss going to, to a competition yeah and just want to go um like, I really wonder what it'll look like, you know, when it, when we are on the other side and, like, there's going to be, like, 70 competitions, like, the first weekend available <laughs> yeah. that people can actually hold one. <laughs> um, granted, the first weekend available is going to be different depending on where you are in the world. Yeah. So um, it may not be, stacked like, stacked up that, um, that uh, on the exact same weekend, but... I imagine it they'll be they'll be pretty close to each other though. <laughs> <sighs> All right, do you want to go to our egg end segments? Yeah, let's do it. Do you have an egg end segment? Nope. All right, well then I'll have an end segment. Hey, Kit. <laughs> guess what? Guess what? I came up with a new end segment, which I said I was going to do last episode, but last episode was weird. Ooh. Are you ready for this? Challenges. I'm ready. Um my segment is that we need to come up with, we both need to come up with and attempt a new SEE event. Uh, like, or not like the SEE event, because that would require us to hold it at a competition, but like an idea for an event. Um, That's not an SEE already. Not an SEE already. Not a WCA event. Just come up with something new. You have this idea attempt it i will do the same thing i'll come up with an idea and attempt it 
And then next episode, we come back, tell each other what our ideas were, tell each other what results we got. And then we challenge each other to do that thing for the next week. And during the next week, also come up with a new event. Interesting. I kind of like this. Yeah. So we just keep generating new event ideas and then maybe eventually we'll have one that's actually interesting and we can like try to unofficially organize it at a competition at some point in the future and submit it to the SEE. So these should be serious event ideas? Somewhat serious. <laughs> like, I, I mean. At least as serious as three by three with oven mitts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, if not, we, we're going to have many episodes. So, like, they don't all have to be <laughs> super serious. You can have some weird ones if you want. <laughs> Interesting. All right. I'll have to get creative then. Let's get creative. All right. Um, but yeah, so that, that was my idea. Does that does that is that a good idea? <laughs> yeah, this is this is a cool segment I think too because it's kind of one we're both doing. Yeah, we're both doing it, and then we can challenge our listeners to do it as well. Yeah, I like it. All right, uh, and we will of course be having leaderboards for this. So you can submit your results with video evidence, um, and then people yeah. can go through and see who cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, I knew I need something to do with my time. <laughs> All right. Well, since that was just the idea for an end segment and not actually an end segment, is it time to just end the episode? What well, maybe what we can do right now is we can uh, grab some oven mitts and just race each other on three by three okay. with oven mitts. Okay. All right. right I'm down. Now. Let me go see if I have any. Yeah. All right. Okay. Be right back. <laughs> okay. I am back. I have oven mitts. I don't have oven mitts, but I have, like, oven things that you would use to, like, grab something out of the oven. Oh, just, like, little squares? Yeah, and I've rubber-banded them to my hands. Okay. So, if we're following SEE regulations, you're supposed to start the timer without the oven mitts on, put them on, and then solve the cube? I'm not going to be able to do that, because... (laughs) <laughs> I can't unrubber band them and rubber band them quickly. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, then I will just start my stack mat with like my elbows. Then. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I also don't have a stack mat that's working at the moment. So. Okay. Um, I, no I don't know. I guess I'll just use my computer. I'm having a real hard time even scrambling this cube. Are, are we going to use the same scramble? Yeah. Do you want to send it to me, or do you want me to send yeah. it to you? I'll send you one. Okay. Uh, let me. Let me. All right, I sent you a scramble. I'm going to take a little bit to scramble here because I'm doing it with the gloves on. So I have two very different oven mitts. One is like a claw sort of oven mitt. Uh-huh. Where like the thumb is like in the middle of the hand. Like it's very good for gripping <laughs> things out of the oven, but I don't know how it's going to be for gripping a cube. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll put that in my left hand. <laughs> mine, are, mine are not oven mitts at all. So. Well, my other one is a very standard oven mitt. All right, I'm ready when you are. Okay, I'm ready. Well, Let me know on. am I ready? Okay, now I'm ready. All right, ready? Should three. I be, should, I be, should I be recording this? Ah, uh, no, it's fine. Audio, oh. cubing works great in audio, right? Oh, yeah, totally. That's why I'm going to turn on my camera right now. Okay, cool. I don't have a camera, so. <laughs> 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 or I don't have one easily set up. Three, right. two, Wait, are we one. starting or inspecting? Oh, um, I haven't inspected, so we should probably start with inspection. Okay. All right. Inspect. Start inspecting. Eight seconds. <laughs> Did you just do that in your head? Yep. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. And start. Ah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hmm. Hmm. Ah. <laughs> oh dang. Guess who just got a huge skip? All right, my I, the oven mitt in my left hand. I'm learning is basically useless. <laughs> it is basically the grip hand. Oh my god. I'm hearing your TPS, and I'm very concerned. (laughs) A 
feel like these might be a little bit easier than oven mitts, actually, somehow. Yeah, based on the TPS I'm hearing from you, I'm going to say yes. Ah! Plus two. <laughs> oh boy, you're done already? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to venture a guess and say that your oven mitts are better than my oven mitts. They, um, they, they were probably less comfortable, but better for cubing. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just finishing OLL right now. <laughs> like, I know you're a better cuber than I, but, uh... <laughs> I've had to do so many rotations in this solve. <laughs> oh god, an end perm. Okay. Uh, I did a cool thing in my solve. I'm happy Thank for you. you. Oh boy. That was awful. What's the time? 2.15. Point? 7.7. Seven. Cool. We're being very official about this. I was 59.79, so I'm clearly just twice as good as you. Clearly. <laughs> so in that solve, I was going for white EO line, and then I realized I hadn't I had finished EO, and then I realized that I was one move away from yellow EO line plus um like effective like it was basically like an X EO line on yellow. I see. So in like a normal solve, I would have never seen that because I'd been going too fast, but I was going a little mm. bit slower, so. Yeah, I'm going to um, just show you what I mean here with uh, my video. Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, with the, the oven mitt I was dealing with. Oh, my. <laughs> that is. So, yeah. This was my right hand. Uh, which was a more standard oven mitt that looks like the lower peninsula of Michigan. Yep. Um, <laughs> where the other one kind of looks like a sock puppet. Uh -huh. so, so let yeah. me see if I can do my, set up mine again here. Because I took these oh, off. God. <laughs> There's been way too many like visual cues I, in this episode. I was like, like this? <laughs> just, just <laughs> I didn't even have a thumb, yeah. so I, I was doing entirely... Well, I guess I kind of had a thumb on, like, the bottom part. <laughs> um, Perfect. Yep. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, uh, that was a thing. Uh, and we will come up with even uh, more different events next time, I guess. Yep. Sounds good to me. Yeah. All right. I'm turning off video now because it's weird to look at you while we were talking. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> this has been another episode. That was easy. <laughs>